Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, we might be facing into another referendum. At least that's the recommendation from the latest Citizens' Assembly, which wants to see a national vote on protecting biodiversity in Ireland. The Assembly seem to have become a central part of our national decision-making process. Professor Jane Souter from the School of Communications in DCU was instrumental in bringing the concept to Ireland. Jane, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, where, where did you see it, first see it at work? Um, well, the very first Citizens' Assemblies that uh, I saw were in uh, British Columbia and Ontario in, in Canada, where they were looking at electoral reform, and uh, then in the Netherlands, actually. So they had them in the, in the 90s there. Mm-hmm. And so when, when was it a hard sell to bring them to Ireland? Well, in the beginning, it was around about the time of the 2008 to 2011 um, recession. And uh, you might recall, there was a lot of uh, talk then about how centralised Irish government was and how beholden to different uh, vested interests, you know, bankers and property developers and so on. So it was about kind of decentralising and listening to more voices. But of course, in the beginning... um, a lot of the discussion was, oh, you couldn't possibly trust Irish people like that. You know, the the, the Dutch and the Canadians, they're very sensible. But, you know, in Ireland, you'll get the Bre- Green Biro Brigade or people waving uh, copies of Bunrock na Heron at you. But of course, none of that was true. Yeah. No, and, and it is, uh, it, the, the format is, is still, it's 99 people, uh, 50 women and, and 49 men. And how, what, yeah. is, what is the process in which they choose people for it? Or are people invited to take part and it's up to them whether they want to or not? Yeah, exactly. So what happens these days, it's, it's, it used to be opinion polling companies went door to door, but that wasn't ideal. So now what happened in the, the last ones was uh, the Taoiseach sent a letter to, I think, 55,000 homes. Um, so people in all different areas of the, of the country and all different types of areas and basically said, you know, if somebody there would like to take part in the assembly, please let us know and fill in your details. So then, you know, I think about 12,000 people or something filled in their details and said, yeah, I would be interested in taking part. And then after that, a random selection from those people is, is chosen to ensure that they come from every province, as, as you say, that there's 50 women, 49 men, and... Um, that there's unemployed people, professional people, working people, retired people, um, people born in Ireland, not born in Ireland, and and so on. Mm, and and I suppose it's worth also stressing that th- these people don't just kind of rock up to it with their opinions fully loaded. There's a, there's almost like an education process for them and for everyone. Yeah, so they actually put loads of time in. So they come to you know four or five weekends, like a weekend a month over quite a period, and. There's an expert advisory group then who decides like, who are the people who know most about this issue. Um, and then they listen to those. But they also go on field trips. Um, and then they also talk to people affected by it. And then interest groups come in to talk about them. So really, they they get to learn an awful lot about the issue over the course. Like I think uh, Aideen was, was saying that there was you know, up to about 70 hours that they'd uh, actually been learning and listening on biodiversity so far. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that is a lot. Now, what's the process for choosing what issues the Assembly should should address? Um, well, usually the different parties, if you look at their manifestos, uh, will have 
uh, various issues in their manifestos and they say we will have a citizen assembly on X, Y and Z and then whoever the winning parties are when they go into their negotiations they agree in the programme for government what the citizens assemblies are going to be on so the ones that all of the parties can can agree will happen so it's uh, it's kind of top down from that point of view it goes into party manifestos and then into the programme for government and then the government proposes them but they're passed by a resolution in the in their octus and the doors. So at that point, the opposition parties also have a say about exactly what's going into the resolution. You know what sort of detail they'd like looked at in the in the citizen assembly and so on. Yeah, I suppose from from a politician's point of view, it's attractive in the sense that uh, you're kind of slightly outsourcing the um, recommendations on something that might be a contentious issue. Um, but at the same time, they d- when, it, when it goes to a citizens' assembly, they can't be sure what the assembly is going to come back with. No, they can have, they can have no idea. Like the the very first one um, that really people paid a lot of attention to was the one on um, on marriage equality. Mm. And back then, you know, marriage equality would actually have been fairly contentious, even within Fine Gael. Um, Leo Varadkar, I don't think, was even out when it was first announced that it was that it was going to be on. Um, and then they were surprised about uh, where the citizens went and then how representative they were of the of the wider citizenry. But they never really have any idea where it's going to go. Um, so I don't think that very many people would have thought going into this biodiversity one, for example, that there would have been a vote to actually put it into the Constitution. But, you know, it was just, I suppose, when the members were listening and they heard so much about but there is actually quite a lot of existing legislation to protect uh, biodiversity or protect us from biodiversity loss, but it's not really enforced all that well. So when they heard um, when they heard that, then they um, would have thought the constitutional change would have uh, would have worked and would have been uh, one way to kind of, I suppose, ensure that the the legislation is enforced more. Yeah, and so so, but um, I. What uh, I assume what an assembly recommends isn't binding. The government doesn't necessarily have to. Uh, oh no, not necessarily. No, no, because uh, you know politicians decide, don't they? So mm. no, what it is, it's uh, like it's a kind of an addition to representative democracy. But what happens? Some of the more successful ones. So, for example, on the eighth and on climate change, there was uh, special parliamentary committees, so cross-party eructus committees set up to discuss discuss abortion and climate change um, and then the politicians in those cross-party committees you know looked at the report thought about a lot of the evidence and then came out with their own report about what to do so in the case of the aid that was to have the referendum and the legislation that would be put in place if there was a referendum and so on and with climate change it came out with the basics of the first climate action plan so this time with biodiversity, the citizens have actually put in, um, uh, they're going to be voting on uh, actually asking the politicians to have another cross-party committee to actually consider their report on biodiversity. So obviously this makes implementation longer because it's another whole process to go through. But it does mean that politicians of all the different parties are considering it. And then when you get the cross-party parliamentary uh, committee report out, it makes it more likely that action will actually be taken because all the different parties are actually brought into it. Mm. How many uh, assemblies have there been in total? 
Um, well, the first one was the Constitutional Convention, and that was back in 2012, but it actually had eight issues in it, um, which was far too, far too many and too little time, really, on, on each. So then the next one, the First Citizen Assembly, had uh, five issues, and then since then they've become single issue, which is much easier for people to deal with. So there was the one on gender equality, and then most recently uh, a, a Dublin only one for uh, a Dub- uh, directly elected mayor, and then this nationwide one on biodiversity. And then there's two promised next year on drugs policy and on education. Yeah, and the drugs policy one should be uh, particularly interesting. We'll be uh, talking about that again, no doubt. Jane, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was uh, Professor Jane Souter there from the School of Communications at DCU. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.